Sox Weekly, the official weekly talk show covering all things White Sox baseball. Get the fireworks ready. White Sox Weekly on WLS AM 890. Welcome into White Sox Weekly, our first of two White Sox Weekly shows this weekend. We got honest to goodness baseball to talk about. We got some uh, audio to bring you. And we have your phone calls and tweets to take as well. Here's the general setup of the weekend. Of course, we got the 110 start this afternoon. That'll be Jose Quintana and Irvin Santana on the mound as the White Sox take on the Twins. They can take the series, too, early on and maybe even set themselves up for a sweep. Quintana pitched much better his second time out than his first time out. These same Twins, in fact, got to him for a couple of home runs, or the Tigers got to him for a couple of home runs. These Twins can hit some. So we'll see exactly what happens this afternoon. I'm looking forward to this matchup. Have been for about a week now. Quintana, Santana, Ariaga, part two. 312-591-8900 is the phone number here on White Sox Weekly. 312-591-8900 is the phone number. You want to give us a call? It's your show for about a half an hour. Love to talk a little White Sox with you. I, I want to start with some of the offense that we've seen or the places we've seen offense from early on in this season uh but i also we on the post game show last night because of the rain delay early on and and things got a little pushed back once the white Sox got into the clubhouse after beating the twins two to one uh ricky renneria's post game press conference we we weren't able to turn that around for you on the post game and ricky had some pretty interesting things to say about dylan covey starting his uh dylan covey excuse me starting his first major league game about willie garcia starting his first major league game so i thought we'd bring that to you in just a couple of minutes make sure that you're all caught up to date with what's going on with the white Sox. um you can leave us stuff in the mailbag too as always all week long at c1 mcknight is the twitter handle you want to tweet at us we'll pick up your thoughts throughout the week and bring them up here on white Sox weekly um, and for tomorrow's show, tomorrow's going to be the bulk of White Sox Weekly. We get an hour and a half with you tomorrow. That show will start at 1 o'clock and go up until 2.30, 2.35 pregame tomorrow and a 3.10 first pitch. So that's your White Sox schedule here on WLS AM 890 for the weekend. Uh, tomorrow on that show, we're going to talk with Dan Fabian who is the Director of Baseball Operations for the White Sox, the Dan Fabian. So we get to hang out with him. Not the Dan Fabian who ran WGN for a little while. That's a different shop and a different story, and I don't think it's one you want to hear on this station. We'll talk to the actual Dan Fabian, the one who uh, runs the baseball ops department for the White Sox. We'll also talk with uh, Don Cooper about a number of, of different guys in this bullpen, some some guys that we hadn't had a whole lot of conversation about quite yet. It's a good talk. We, we spoke yesterday, he and I. And uh, it's a good interview. You're going to want to tune in for that. Rachel Brady also had a chance to uh, hang out a little bit with Derek Holland, who is a crazy person and has also started his season fairly well, uh, mixing in sliders, being a little bit more of a crafty lefty, but still throwing with some velocity, too. That's kind of been fun to watch over his first two starts. I look forward to seeing his second. Speaking of second starts, uh, and by the way, 312-591-8900, the phone number here on the show Speaking of second starts, I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan Covey's second start. In his first start last night, and we talked about this some on the postgame show last night, but he has stuff that moves, whether it's the split change or Vulcan change, however you want to you know, describe it, however he likes to talk about it. That moved quite a bit. His fastball's got some run on it. He's got a breaking ball that looked better than I thought it would. 
It wasn't exactly going to the spots that he wanted it to go to. He was up a little bit last night, and maybe that has something to do with, you know, being nervous for your first major league start, you know, just kind of being a little bit unsettled. But the fact that he worked through, uh, you know, five-plus innings the way he did, was able to keep a pretty potent lineup down, got one strikeout, some weak contact. I'm I'm somewhat intrigued by the stuff that Dylan Covey was, was able to throw out there yesterday. In spring... And we talked about this with Don Cooper on the pregame show yesterday. In spring, guys like Covey, guys like Putnam, who throw those split-finger pitches, uh, Putty with a splitty, and then Covey with the split change, that's a tough pitch to get to do what you want it to do in Arizona. Like the air is thin and you, you see a bunch of home runs in Arizona, that also has an effect on on pitches. So it'll be interesting to see now that you're, you're in a, a more friendly environment for that type of stuff. Exactly what he's able to bring his second time around through the rotation. We'll see when that is. White Sox do have an off day coming up on Thursday, so they're able to kind of rework the rotation a bit should they so choose. Of course, that just depends on how long starters are able to go and how much you got to get into a bullpen and all that good stuff, too. So Ricky Renneria talked a little bit last night about Covey and about where his lineup was at. Uh, and I wanted to bring this back to you in case you've missed it or wanted just, you know, to bring you up to date before we get into the pregame show and start today's game. So here he is, Ricky Renneria, with reporters last night after the White Sox latest 2-1 to one win, powered by a Matt Davidson home run in the seventh. Here's the White Sox manager. We were hoping he'd, he'd be able to get us, you know, at least to, to where he got us. Um, gave us a nice job. I mean, you know, obviously one run. Um, gave us an opportunity to chance to you know, stay in the ball game, which he did. Um, you're right, worked a little bit through traffic, but uh, got through it. What did you like about this game most when the bullpen was good, Davidson at home? You know, I just thought it was, a, a, for us, I thought there were a lot of little things that were right. The cutoff we related third, obviously we get the call. Uh, we had uh, Lurie cut off a couple of balls in the, in the outfield to keep guys to singles. He did a nice job getting behind the ball on left center field with Rosario and Polanco on first. He was going to try and tag up on the deep light ball. Got back behind it and got it in very well. Um, I mean, we played a good, uh, clean, clean defensive game, I thought. I thought uh, Schmidt did a great job behind the plate blocking uh, that put out in the ninth, you know, when you got those breaking balls coming in and you're trying to finish off hitters. I mean, he did a very nice job handling pitching all together. Um, very nice job. It's got to be getting easier and easier to write Davidson's name in the lineup when he's swinging a bat like this. Uh, we talk about it right now. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of guys that are on the roster, and we want to keep them all going. And, uh, you, know, it's, you can get pretty excited about, you know, he had a homer the other day. I think we're talking about him, and he hits the homer today. Um, but you got to take a collective you know, view of everybody that you have and the things that they're doing. So... Uh, fortunately for us, he had a very good uh, result, uh, putting us ahead in that ball game. Uh, did a nice job defensively, also. Um, you know, and so we're going to continue to you know get everybody in there, move them around, and you know, Frey should hopefully feel a little better tomorrow. I think he was still a little weak today, to be honest. Uh, but uh, the guys are, have all been been used, and uh, we'll continue to use them all and, and try to make sure that they stay fresh. With the weather conditions and the fact that it was his debut, did you like the way that Kobe handled himself? Yeah, that's a great question. I think he did a, you know, when when we came in and told him that we was delayed a little bit, you know, we we, we then told the whole team he was still focused. You know, we told him that we we'd come back and, and make sure that uh, 
didn't have plenty of time. They, they, they gave us plenty of time. They told us we're going to have at least a half hour for them to get ready. And uh, then we got the start time, and he was ready to go. So he's handled it very well. Nice to see guys make the you know break in and, and, and do their have the major league debuts. They really did it. This guy's yeah. nice as a manager who's been around. And it, it's exciting to see a, a player get a, their debuts. Um, you know, for all of us as coaching staff and even teammates, it's exciting when they see their their teammates that are breaking in the big leagues and, and get an opportunity and you know contribute in some way. Um, the experience in and of itself is it's um, I hate to say it unless you've lived it. It's kind of hard to kind of hard to describe, um, but it's. I think it's a culmination of all those things that you always dream about when you're a kid, and then you get there and you get an opportunity. It's a pretty special moment. That's the skipper, Ricky Renteria, talking quite a bit about some of the young players there. And I, I even forgot to mention when we were going through Dylan Covey and, and what he did last night, 45-minute rain delay. I mean, those aren't easy to get over. Sure, uh, coaching staff is a good one for the White Sox. They know exactly how to shepherd a guy through a little bit more of a weight as if Dylan hadn't waited enough to make his Major League debut. I mean, shoot, we started the season almost a full two weeks ago, and Covey hadn't made his debut. He'd been throwing some in Arizona and keeping fresh, but had to navigate that delay, too. Join White Sox Charities at C.J. Wilson Mazda in Orland Park on Saturday, April 22nd, from 11 to 1 for the Car Raffle Kickoff Party. Don't miss your chance to get an autograph from White Sox great Ron Kittle, and you get a chance to win a lot of great prizes. Thanks to our friends at C.J. Wilson Mazda for their support this season. Visit WhiteSox.com slash SoxCar. That's WhiteSox.com slash SoxCar for more details on the car raffle and to purchase tickets. When we come back, got a couple of fun news and notes for you and a, a completely different-looking White Sox lineup for Game 2 against the Twins. We'll go through it, let you know what the difference is. Before we get to the pregame show, I'm Connor McKnight. You have White Sox Weekly, and this is WLS AMA 90. White Sox Weekly. News, notes, stats, and anything else that you missed this week. Yes, sir. We like to keep you up to date on everything the White Sox have been up to this past week. That's what we do on White Sox Weekly. It's why it's called White Sox Weekly, though that's not why we're on twice this weekend. That's just... That's just because we love you. I'm Connor McKnight. 312-591-8900 is the phone number here on White Sox Weekly. So let's get to it. Your news and notes for the White Sox. You know, well, if you've been listening at all, you know the all-Garcia outfield last night had me absolutely geeked. It's just, it's stupid little baseball stuff. It absolutely drives me crazy. It's amazing. So Willie Garcia made his Major League debut and left. Lurie Garcia played center field and Avisel Garcia played right field. It was the first time that a Major League Baseball team has started three outfielders with the same last name. It's not the first time that three outfielders with the same last name have been in a Major League outfield. Jesus, Maddie, and Felipe Alou were all in the same outfield three different times in 1963 for the San Francisco Giants. The thing that is, either Jesus or Maddie or Felipe all came in at some point during the game and they weren't starters. What was another first for the White Sox last night, or for Major League Baseball last night, is that that outfield, that all similarly surnamed outfield, all had hits. That's never happened before. Felipe, Jesus, and Maddie never all had hits in the same game. Willie, Lurie, and Avi all had hits last night, all on base. First time in Major League Baseball that's happened. I don't, it, listen, the All Garcia outfield is a ton of fun. And we'll have to see how long it lasts. Maybe that was the only time 
we get to see it. I'm looking through the lineup now, and in left field, Lurie Garcia. In right field, it's Avisail Garcia. And in center field, it's Jacob May Garcia? No, it's just Jacob May. So he gets back in the lineup today, and, you know, who knows if we'll see it again. Who knows? Perhaps Willie Garcia can play himself back into the lineup. Of course, he's here because Melky Cabrera is not. He's on the paternity list uh, and should be back, what's today, Saturday? Yeah, should be back Monday against the Yankees. That's the idea. A couple other notes uh, I wanted to pass along here in the news notes and information segment on the show. Matt Davidson homered for his second straight game. Avisel, his third of the season. Avisel Garcia was two for four. He extended his season opening hitting streak to nine games. Both of those gentlemen have powered this offense. I, I don't know if there's another way to say it. Um, and I wrote about this a little bit on WLSAM.com slash White Sox. You can check out the column. It goes up every Saturday. Kind of a partner piece to the White Sox Weekly Show. It, I understand that, and, and I've gotten some feedback, whether it's here on the show or on Twitter at C1 McKnight or whatever, that, you know, Avi has had some up and down weeks before in his season. And for whatever reason, it's been tough for some White Sox fans to get behind the start or trust it or whatever. My advice to you is just, just enjoy it. I mean, enjoy it. Because for whatever reason, Jose Abreu's start to the season hasn't um, been exactly the way you'd like, though it hasn't been certainly as, as bad as his start was last year. Tim Anderson's still getting, I think, his view of the strike zone. He has not been a great or hot starter um, whenever he's start, regardless of the, of the minor league level, he's not started all that crazy hot. Tyler Saladino, though he's had some really impressive long plate appearances and worked a bunch of walks, hasn't been rewarded in the batting average column. You know, it's going to happen. Todd Frazier the same way. As slow as his start has been, and uh, you know, looking at the numbers now, it's a it's a 120 batting average, two or three hits, uh, one home run. He had just started to swing the bat pretty well. He had that one home run that uh, pushed the or, or got a tie against the Indians back in Cleveland. And it looked like the swings were just starting to, you know, come around and be a little bit more regular. All of a sudden, food poisoning pops up, and he's out for a couple days. Could barely hold himself together. I mean, well, things in his stomach he couldn't quite hold together. But he's back in now. And, and even, you know, we played you Ricky Renteria and his comments after the game last night. Frazier was DHing, and it didn't really seem as though he was 100% of Todd Frazier. Perhaps still a little weak is the way Renteria put it. So, you know, he's got to get himself back into uh, not baseball shape per se, but just feeling a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more like Todd Frazier. So as soon as you had it and start to get going, you have the illness take him out. He'll bounce back. I don't have much doubt about that. Tim Anderson, uh, we, we talked about Tim some. Uh, Jacob May gets back into the lineup tonight, and we'll talk more about him in the pregame show, which starts in about 10 minutes or so here on this very same station. Uh, May's going to get back in it, and we talked a lot during the rain delay last night about Jacob May with Ed and with DJ. And it's very much a, a difficult situation, I would imagine, as much for the coaches as it is for Jacob May. Because as a rookie and coming in and earning a starting job, after a number of years in the White Sox system, you got to be all geeked and ready to roll. And the, the one thing you can't do in baseball is try harder. Just try harder. It doesn't work. And you don't get results that way. You know, in, in hockey or, or maybe in football or whatever, your your effort is intrinsically linked to your quality of play. You can't just grip the bat harder or swing harder 
and get better results. In fact, usually it turns out worse for you. So when you press like that, and perhaps as Ricky Renneria has talked about, and you'll hear it in the pregame show this afternoon, Jacob's been pressing a little bit. So while it's so hard to try harder and succeed more in baseball, it's also very hard for a coach to look at a kid like that and say, relax, and have that be heard. It's very difficult because the game is such a, I don't have to tell you, it's such a results-based business that the words relax, they're often falling on deaf ears. For May, they think they've got that figured out, and it sounds like his couple of days out of the lineup has really, was really taken well, uh, that he kind of watched some and, and understood a little bit more about you know, where he's supposed to be, what he's supposed to be looking to do, his job when he's at the plate, all that good stuff. And I think you know that goes a long way for a young player. He's back in it today, still looking for his first major league hit, though he has two RBI. We'll see how that goes. Uh, he's going against Irvin Santana, a guy he's seen before, so that's, that's definitely a plus. A little more familiarity would certainly work out. Pre-game show coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll start that about 12.35. That about does it for us here on White Sox Weekly. And you can see the White Sox take on the Cleveland Indians Friday, April 21st, 7.10. The first 20,000 fans in attendance will receive a White Sox tote bag presented by MLB Network. Be sure to stay after the game for a post-game fireworks show presented by MLB Network. Purchase your tickets today by visiting WhiteSox.com or calling 866-SOX-GAME. Part two of White Sox Weekly is tomorrow. We'll be on from 1 until 2.30. Dan Fabian, Director of Baseball Operations, Don Cooper, and Derek Holland will all join the show. Our thanks to Tyler, Michael, and Adam for producing and keeping us on air. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. White Sox pregame show starts in 10 minutes right here on WLS AMA 90. I'm Connor McKnight. Stick with us. White Sox baseball all afternoon.